It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to another edition of They Came to Play. It is International Women's Day. So happy International Women's Day uh, to all of the women in our lives. Uh, Hello, Danny McGinley. Would you like to name check... The women who uh, mean so much to you. Tess Armstrong. That's Tess all Armstrong. the only woman yeah, that matters to me you've is stole, out. You've stolen mine. <laughs> <laughs> we only know one woman between yeah, yeah. us. Now, let's give a shout out to all the They Came to Play women who help out on mm. the show. Chelsea Roffey, of yes. course. Uh, Rana Hussein, although this is your first episode. Uh, Welcome. I will Thank say hello, you. Rana. Hello. And happy International Women's yes. Day. You could say your wife. I mean, you could say feels like wife. the usual go And I, I, was, I was waiting for Danny to mention his wife. I was going to mention Lemo's wife, yes. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does. You know, notoriously, when I come around here to record, we do record in, in Lemo's mansion, by the way, listeners, in case you don't know that. We're yeah. right now in the, I believe this is the Southern Conservatory. Yes. Uh, it's very uh, grand. <laughs> it is. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you, Butler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are butlers here holding cups of tea for us. <laughs> and our microphones. And I, and I don't let them use trays, so they're burning their hands. <laughs> As they hold the tea, but that's just how that's just how we function here. But he's given all the maids the day off because it's International Women's Day. Yeah. What a great bloke, it's a classy yeah, guy. Yeah. Really? I'm making them work double shifts for the rest of the week. But <laughs> today they get the day off, Rana, and that's is, what International Women's Day is all about. Is all about. Are you? So of course, a shout out to my wife and my beautiful mother. And um, oh, can I do the dog and the cat in this house as well? I. I don't know. They bring me as a, runner as they bring as, me a large amount of joy. As a woman, you must speak behalf of all your entire gender. Is yeah. that offensive? <laughs> oh, I mean, we can get into it if you like. <laughs> I, I look, I just met the dog, and she's lovely. So yes. I'm going to go with it. She's it. She's a sweetheart. Are you doing anything else today, Rana, to to celebrate? I am going to sleep. Yes. Whoa. Which I feel like is every woman's right on International Women's Day. <laughs> Absolutely. Just sleep. Sleep the day away. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. It's such a weird thing to celebrate to me. It is strange, isn't it? I mean, in the sense that what's wrong with the other 364 days? Is that how you th- yeah. feel about it? Yeah. And I mean, look, I get it. We have to celebrate the achievements because we do still have a long way to go in some respects. Mm. So I do get it. But every year I'm a little bit like, oh. Yeah, you should be able to like just do things that all the that women weren't allowed to do for so long. Like go vote. Just <laughs> find an election and vote. I love that. I love that. You play yeah. footy. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I much prefer International Women's Day as a because, you know, it's celebrating all the achievements that women have had. International Men's Day is just, dude, go get a prostate check. <laughs> well, I, Talk like, to your mates, you depressed idiot. Is there internet? I know, and I'm not saying this to be because I know, you know, that. The, you know, it's a lot every, of people do the say the other this. 364 days of the year, <laughs> International Men's Day. Uh, <laughs> no, there is, is one. It's in it, November, I think. Oh, is there really? Yeah, yeah it's about, is, I have yeah. no idea. Okay, yeah, it's sh- gaining sh- ground. I yeah. believe shows how much attention we pay. But yeah, it's mostly about prostate health. So okay, and it's in November. Yeah, which is a November month, which exactly. is about prostate health as well. Exactly, International Men's Day. Get it up, yeah. Get it up. Right. <laughs> I mean, okay. the thing I would love to do on International Women's Day to your theme about things I don't do as a woman is. The number one thing for me is pee standing up. I would love 
for that to be what International well, Women's Summer comes. Your dream can come true. Yeah. Many years ago at a number of music festivals around Australia, they the would sheep distribute head. the sheepy. Yeah. Because because yes. women were having issues at toilets and music festivals because men obviously not as much fuss for a man. Yeah. So men were rolling through the loo a lot quicker and yeah. women were like, this is rubbish, we're in these massive lines. So they introduced a sheepy so women could pee standing up. I mean, let's just get that everywhere, please. <laughs> so I convenient. Don't I don't know that it took off though because I haven't heard much about the sheepy nah. since then. But then again, we don't go to music festivals, so maybe they're they're all the rage. Yeah. We're just not across it, being older, middle-aged men that we are. Maybe they are. Have you been to a music festival recently, Rana? God, no. I'm in my lounge room in the middle of the day when yeah. I just rock out, but that's about it. Do you know what I, I say, though? Just if you want to pee standing up, just go for it. I reckon. Go for it. Just like if you, or to all the women, if you want to do that, just just go the reverse reclaim cowgirl the over laneways. It. Do it, mate. Yeah. Re- reclaim yeah. the laneways. Walk around uh, with, with stains on your trousers <laughs> with pride today. My, my wife pees standing up. Does she? Only in the shower, though. But oh, she does. yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'm guessing that's She doesn't have much common. Good on her. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so glad that Rana has, has come down to our level so <laughs> immediately. I really have brought it. It didn't I'm take right long and we apologise for dragging you down here. <laughs> I feel like I was already here and well. I just found my people. Uh, now, Rana, for... Listeners to this podcast who may not be across your background, you've worked at Richmond for many years. And what has your role been there? I'm the diversity and inclusion lead there. Yes. um, For the last five years. Um, And well, four years. I started in 2017. You can do the maths yourself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you go for Richmond before that? No, I didn't. (gasps) Who did you follow? I weirdly followed Melbourne. That's not weird. It's painful, but it's, it's not painful, weird. Yeah. Uh, very painful. Followed. I grew up in Essendon, so I kind of inherited Essendon, but very kind of on the periphery. Cricket was our thing. We're oh, really? Indians. So football's just what happens when the cricket's not on. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. And so, you know, I didn't really care about footy, but then um, in my teen years kind of discovered – the Melbourne Footy Club via Russell Robertson and a <laughs> massive crush that I had, which is not very feminist of me to say, but that's you're allowed. Truth. Well, that's, that was a couple of things about I'll say three things about Robbo. One, he's very charming, he and is funny, yes. One, two, he took a very spectacular mark, mm-hmm. uh, and three, plays a guitar and sings. So he's ticking some boxes. I mean, what's a thirteen-year-old girl to <laughs> think when you you and you're faced with that kind of? Yeah, I think it's good. We need to, you know, footballers of of, of AFL, AFLW, they, they're athletes, so they're in good nick. They're, they're good-looking people. Mm. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, this is why the Olympic Village erupts into a, Oh, yes. Now, that, that's a, the a hotbed of love during every Olympic game. That's the main reason I would want to do in the Olympics. <laughs> I will say I did then get taken to a game of footy, and it was Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne. It was a Friday night. And that was my first ever game of footy to watch at the MCG. What year was that? It was 2000, no, it was 1997, I want to say, or 98. Yeah. Um, And I just fell in love with the game. Who, Who won that night? Melbourne did. Uh, mm. I've blocked it from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> did you choose Melbourne after they won that game? Or no, I'd chosen already, them, you'd already, but I was kind of like, it was it was all about Russell Robertson. Yeah. And then I watched 
a game. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is amazing. My family are really kind of sensible and conservative. And to be in a crowd where dads were just screaming <laughs> their heads <laughs> off, swearing, like I was just like, this is this is amazing. Does, he, does your dad not do that at the cricket? No, but he once uh, – out coming out of um, surgery when you know when you're a bit still groggy, um, just randomly went out and lifted his finger. <laughs> so I don't know where he went. In and he his just mind. had a gallbladder removed. Where's your gallbladder? <laughs> out, back to the pavilion. <laughs> he, in his drug haze, I think he was watching some cricket in his mind. So Brilliant. I love it. That's What's great. your? We've it, been. We're always trying to find new teams for they came to play to support. Do yeah. you have an in Indian Premier League team that we can adopt? So I'm a big fan of the Super Giants just because – well, the Super – there was the Kings and then the Super Kings. I like the Super Kings but just because Ale, uh, Alex Carey was playing for them. Yeah. This year, but they he hasn't been re-signed, so I'm off them now. Yeah, I was going to say Super Kings. Hyderabad is where my family are from, so okay. I tend to follow them, but – They're the Royal Eleven? Yeah, but they're yeah. lousy. I will say, though, that Mohammed Siraj is a Hyderabadi boy, and so this summer I was just – like in heaven watching watching him destroy Australia Amazing. what a great summer of cricket is it fr- I mean cricket's obviously the dominant sport in India is it mm. frustrating for Indians watching the Olympics because for a country of 1.2 billion people yeah. they don't make much of a splash no <laughs> I don't know what happened after cricket turned up but it was just like nothing else matters <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all that we think about because I know in Rio India won two medals. Right. A silver in women's wrestling and a bronze in women's badminton. Oh. And that was the entire medal count, which I I repeat that stat as evidence that cricket is the only thing that matters in India. Yeah. I think it is. Although yeah. it seems to be changing a little bit, but um hockey's big over there. Yeah. Hockey, Women's hockey and, too. And there's – what's that sport that uh, <sighs> Campbell Brown captained Australia? Yeah, Kabaddi or – Well, it's actually Kabaddi. Oh, right. But no one in Australia can say that. Well, so. I, I would try oh, yeah. and pronounce it like that, but I'd be accused of racism, I think. Well, so, even Kab- Kabaddi? Kabaddi? Yeah, I mean, amazing. Well done. <laughs> Thank that you. But am I about to get, like, the trouble with Apu? You sounded – yeah, you had <laughs> a touch of – You had a touch of the Apus about you with that one, Danny. But even Campbell Brown, who captained the Australian team, still says – Kabaddi. Yeah, Kabaddi. well, I mean, it, there's no other way if you've got an Australian <laughs> accent to do that. Um, right, good to get the correct pronunciation on that. Uh, so at Richmond, you joined them in 2017. You are largely responsible for their success mm-hmm. since then. Yes, and they all know it too. And they, and they, they all know it. You specifically asked them to not mention your name in thank you speeches. Yeah, I so said, play Dusty Martin. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Which is ironic. They're excluding the inclusivity officer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It feels a little unfair. So it feels counterproductive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so as the uh, as your work is around inclusivity, what does that mean for you on a day-to-day basis at Richmond? Uh, basically, my job is to look at the way we look and feel and sound externally and to make sure that we're doing – you know, we've got programs for communities that are usually – left out of football traditionally. So it's communities like um, – or it's concepts like gender equity, um, yep. working with people with disabilities, uh, working with queer communities, um, culturally diverse communities like mine, but then also looking inside the four walls of the club to um, think about who's in who, – like what makeup do we have? Are we diverse? Do people feel like they can belong at Richmond? And ultimately it's about saying you don't have to change who you are – to 
be part of what the club yeah, does. Great. And I feel like the AFL does a pretty good job these days. And most of the clubs do well, a pretty they, good job as well. They at least are, at least are pretending that they are. It's <laughs> um, a lot of. Uh, I mean, look, I will. I I could talk about this for hours and hours. And, and you're you're censoring yourself. Have you had media training as the <laughs> inclusivity <laughs> officer? Uh, oh, we're just taking uh, taking it one race at a time. Just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> footballs are such a strange place because it's super progressive in some ways yeah. and super welcoming in some ways but then it's really backwards in other ways and I don't it's been a weird path to travel for me I have to say does every club have an inclusivity officer pretty much these days but I think it was fairly new when I started but at the moment now I think clubs you it, they're called different things but effectively yes and is it true you are leaving Richmond soon is this uh, this is uh, are you t- is this because you had an affair with Dimmer or is this uh, <laughs> you team Cochin is this is it like, is that club just irre- irreparably, irreparably broken and, and you're just another rat deserting a sinking ship? I have to say, the amount of messages I got that day when that news broke of, Rana, is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> is it you? I mean, I was kind of chuffed. I thought, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> you could do worse. I, I mean, could do worse. Inclusion does have its limits, I think. And <laughs> it's a new strategy, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a little too inclusive. I think you may have misheard something <laughs> at one of our meetings. Took influence to a whole new level. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't even know what your question was. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. Um, you're moving to, uh, you told us off here, you're, you're moving to a rival club. You're yes, well, I'm, I'm moving to, to do more consulting, which I have been doing. So helping more clubs and more leagues, because I do a bit of work with Cricket Australia as well. Right. Um, and, and Collingwood. I am going to do wow. some work for Collingwood. Amazing. So you're now a Collingwood fan. Okay. Well, so what are your thoughts on uh, yesterday's game <laughs> against the back. Dogs? I feel like I've had this conversation a few times since people found out I am not a Collingwood fan. <laughs> okay. Nor so you're doing a bit of work for Collingwood now, but what could they possibly need <laughs> done? Has there been something <laughs> happened recently? As far <laughs> as I know, they've done as better as they could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only a few tweaks um, <laughs> for the club. Actually, Liam, so if you notice this, okay, yeah. Eddie Maguire leaves uh, Collingwood, so there's oh, no president at the and moment. Rana steps Rana in. Hussein oh. is now suddenly leaving now, Richmond. I, t- I can join the dots here. How very interesting. You're welcome to join <laughs> dots there, but I will so say. Yes, thank you, Madam President. <laughs> Um, I go by Khaleesi, but um, Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. She was. A, she was a good leader. She was a good leader. Right. Oh, until the end there. So she got a little weird. Everything got weird at the end. So. It really did. It just never go into a season seven. Is my is no. what I took. From Except that. for who was the? I forget their names now. The really likable young kick-ass girl. Oh, Aria. Yacht. Oh. No, it wasn't Aria. Was Aya? Aya. Aya. Yes. Aya Stark. Aya. She was she was my favourite character at the end. That's the follow up season I'd like to see. Yeah, a spin off. I agree on her. I'm sure they're doing. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I'm I'm staying tactfully quiet. Oh, I directed that to you when you you guys were saying, "What's the female character?" I was like, "Smurfette." Yeah, no, I'm going to sit on the expert anti-racism expert advisory group. Um, that is one of the recommendations that came out of the Do Better report. So racism okay. racism is bad, is it? Apparently, yeah. Okay, apparently. Yeah. You guys are going to find that out? <laughs> yeah. Racism oh, I, think, I think we're, we're pretty much convinced on that. <laughs> Dead set. That okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll need some evidence. It, there's nearly consensus on that. <laughs> 
Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly debated now, which is very confusing. I don't know. There's some Facebook comments on the Herald Sun website that have really opened my eyes. <laughs> some, yeah, some arguments are still happening. Uh, well, that's exciting. It is exciting. It's, yeah. it's daunting. There's a lot of work and a lot of people that think we're going to walk in and, and magic wand the place, which... It's tough to magic wand a place, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I think it's, you know, we're, we're committed to 12 to 18 months of work there, so... Mm. You Have know, you been into to the Holden no, Centre yet? not what, yet. What nickname do you think you'll get when you walk in? Oh, amazing. I mean, I will still push for Khaleesi, I think. <laughs> I think I think go, go for Khaleesi. Yeah. Or just Rano. Rano? Rano. You, I get Rans. Yeah, right. runs. I get leems a lot as well now. Oh, Instead really? of limo, I get leems. Rana banana happens a lot. Oh, oh that's yeah. good. Yeah. Khaleesi yeah. nice. banana. What do the uh, what do the outer sanctum team call you? Are you just Rana on the outer sanctum? I am just Rana. Do they yeah. have many nicknames? No, they're very we don't they're a very straight laced yeah. show. We do mm. a lot of adjectives around each other's um, introductions. So lovely ladies, sanctum sisters. We did a lot of that. Yes. Collective kind of group names. Yeah, we're just a collective. Should we do yeah. that, Liam? Should we? Should we bring in some sort of more adjectives in our sure. intros? The fabulous Anthony Lehman. <laughs> very supportive. <laughs> I feel like the vibes always, a little different. I've always thought of myself as fabulous. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, and you are of course a member of the Outer Sanctum team. How did you sneak in there without being a Hawthorne fan? Just by the way, <laughs> I know. I, I feel like that was the biggest coup of them all. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how that happened, to be honest. I um, just met Emma Race when I started at Richmond and, and you just, just became fast friends and that was that. Yeah. I think they interviewed me and then I think they, the, you know, to, to be very real about this, um, they were a group of women, white women who love footy and were talking some big issues and to their credit, after a few years went, you know what, we actually need to broaden this space because we're talking about racism, we're talking about sexism, we need some different lenses in here too. Mm. And brought people like me and Shelley Ware and Julia Kara on and Tess um, to bring in different perspectives. And people are so afraid to do that these days, but they just went, you know what, let's just make this thing bigger. Yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it, that people are so reluctant um, to do that. I mean, I get it in their case because now who does Shelley Ware barrack for? Carlton. She barracks for Carlton. Tess wow. Armstrong, of course, is Richmond yes, with you. Yes. Are you still going to barrack for Richmond? I think so. Yeah. It's hard not to um, – when you work at a club, it becomes personal on a different level. And you won three premierships. Three premierships is hard to walk away. It's hard to walk away. See, people see – I ba- grew up barracking for Hawthorne in South Australia and people say, why didn't you barrack for the Crows when they joined the competition in 1991? It's because in my lifetime, the, um, the Hawthorne had given me seven premierships. Oh, by the time I was 21. Amazing. I can walk away from that. Off air, I'm going to pick your brain about this because I feel like I've got – I'm one of those weird footy fans that came to it a little bit later, like I didn't live and breathe footy. Yeah. And so I have real gaps in my knowledge when it comes to footy and footy sure. history. And then over lockdown, I delved into like 1980s football, Hawthorne era. Yes. And that was like – it's a whole other game. It was a whole other game. It's unrecognisable almost yeah. from today's footy. But amazing to watch. I just went, oh. No, it was actually pretty hellish, um, <laughs> as I recall. It was, uh, it was some dark times. It was chock, chock full of highlights, Rana. I'll tell you what, there's a, there's a DVD I've watched called Electri- Hawthorne Electrifying 80s. So it's all Hawthorne highlights right. from the 80s. Gee, Lee Matthews brutalised some opponents. Yeah. 
and just not but not even free kicks. Just ha- just knocking blokes out. Play yeah. on. It's unbelievable. He's not even bleeding. It's not even bleeding. Get up. In fact, free kick to Matthews. Yeah. I mean. So what the- you're saying is hashtag free kick Hawthorne uh, was happening in the 80s. Yeah, no, there was a, well, the opposite of that. It was hashtag free kick no one. Play on. In the 1971 grand final, um, Cowboy Neil was standing Peter Hudson in the first quarter. Peter Hudson led out at from full forward. Cowboy Neil, basically today we would call it a coward punch. Right? Okay, yep. Punched him in the side of the head, split his ear open and knocked him out cold. He was unconscious on the ground. Play on. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even it wasn't even a free. But that's the thing to me. What I saw when I watched those older games was that the skills then, the skill is I'm about to get whacked in the head yes. and I need to kick it really straight still and move as quick as I can. Like that is impressive. Uh, yeah, it takes a lot of bravery. I mean, the bravery these days comes out of the fact that it's so fast and they're so fit that they just hit each other at speed all the time. Yeah. Whereas the game was a bit slower. Yes. Then, so you weren't injuring yourself in contests as much. You were getting injured by being <laughs> coward punched. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want it to go back that far. No. But no. it was, you know, to think about what their brains must have been doing. Maybe just, their brains were doing nothing and it's just like. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was an optional extra. But you had also in sort of Hawthorne-Essendon games, you'd have Peter Knights would take a hanger, kick a torp, and then Paul Vanderhaar would take a hanger, go back, kick a torp, and then Peter Knights. Like, it was just, just kick to kick. Chock full of highlights. <laughs> but, but I kind they of – didn't play a possession game back then. It was no, and I sort of – I suddenly understood what all the people on Twitter have been saying about the state of the game because I, like, I was like, oh, okay – this yeah. is what you're comparing it to? I get it now. Yes. It is a different game, but I still love this one. And, you know, you say you're going to uh, stick with the Tigers run. I've just, uh, I've just uh, Googled just <laughs> oh, no, images oh, no. of Russell Robertson. Just to, <gasps> Can that bring you back to the Ds? Stop it. <laughs> going to need a moment here. <laughs> have you met Russell Robertson, Rana? You probably I've, have. I've met him, yes, because I've embarrassingly just – walked up to him and said, I love you, Russell Robinson. Um, that's the extent to which I've not ever met him in any kind of substantial way and I, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> Until he, he listens to this, so he's, we'll he's, get him on. He regularly listens to this. I the also pod. met Aaron Davey once properly and, like, lost it. Like, it just... Right. Footy players could do that to you. When I was a jock on Fox FM, this is, uh, we used to, you know, I was interviewing all these big pop stars and TV stars, movies, uh, never bad an eyelid, you know, oh, here's Avril Lavigne, yeah, cool, whatever. Uh, you know, here's uh, you know, Bon Jovi, oh, yeah, I've heard your songs, yeah, yeah, all the, they'd come in and do that. But then one day we're doing an outside broadcast at Bunnings in Keysborough. <laughs> And Brad Johnson was there, and I was just like, "Oh my god, it's Brad Johnson! Oh well, my god, Brad Johnson!" So he's pre- so he's brought you so much joy. That's, That's true. Why. Whereas, how much joy has Avril Lavigne brought you? <laughs> Let's be honest. In fact, I thought it was an interesting choice of two people there. You've got Avril Lavigne and Bon Jovi. Well, there, I was just thinking of people ones that I actually did meet, and yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I want, I want truth in these stories, Liams. <laughs> I will say, working at a club has shifted that for me a little bit. It's a bit of a peek behind the curtain, and it's not as. Oh, we're aware. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that group of forty-four players, you'd have a range of individuals there. Absolutely, from and deeply I'm annoying to very lovable. Very, very young. It's like so and they're young. young. We yeah. forget how young they are, don't yeah. we? Yeah. But I think we do that with all athletes. Well, you've got to remind yourself: these are twenty-four-year-olds, and we're expecting them to carry on. 
with the poise and wisdom of a 40-plus year old. Um, yeah, because that's us here, Liam's. Poise that's and wisdom, here. you no, and we're me. Com- we're comedians, Danny. <laughs> we, poise and wisdom, lack of poise and wisdom pushed us into comedy. Um, what do you got there, Liam's? You, you're tapping it, away it at your laptop. International uh, Women's Day yes. and the Herald Sun has listed Australian sports 30 most influential women oh, yeah. of the past 30 years. Did Winks win? And I thought we might <laughs> and Maccabi Diva was number one. <laughs> Winks was number two and Black Caviar oh. number three. Wow, good on him. <laughs> there. Uh, no, number so four was a gelding. <laughs> I thought we might just talk about a couple of the entries here. Okay. Well, we got? well okay. So no, let's try and guess, yes. right? I think Kathy Freeman's going to be up there. Uh, Emma Race should be on there. Oh, are these athletes <laughs> or just women in well, sport? Well, interesting you say that. Emma Race isn't here. Ah, oh, uh, Tess Armstrong. But there is one non-athlete, unless she was an athlete before I knew her. I don't think she is. There's one non-athlete here. Susan Alberti. No. Julia Gillard. Uh, uh. Uh, the, oh, oh, no, Gay Waterhouse is a trainer. Yeah, she's yeah. involved. Okay. Sorry, so these are Australian women It's only? a It's a commentator. Oh, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly Underwood. Oh, well, yeah, she smashed the glass ceiling. Absolutely. Um, so, Kelly Underwood is the only, from what I can tell, is the only non-athlete. Sam Stozer is there. Ash Barty, who has a slight connection to Richmond yeah. through Ben um, Crow. And number one ticket holder. Oh, and she's the number one ticket holder, of course. She wants to play for the Tigers. <laughs> I mean, I she cannot wait. She probably could. She probably could play AFLW. I mean, she played cricket, cricket. at the top level. She plays. She's she clearly, won, She's a golf champion as well. She's a really good golfer too. That's right. She, she plays off scratch, I think. Man, she could do off anything. Really, Ash, get involved in the vaccine rollout. <laughs> she was. Stop that, wasting your time on a tennis court, <laughs> yeah. lady. She was. She would have been that girl at school that was just good at everything, yeah. wasn't she? I hate her. I know. <laughs> And she so says, annoying. to make her even more likeable, here's a challenge for you. Here's a drinking game that will keep you completely sober. Skull every time Ash Barty says I. She never says I. Oh, really? She always says we. She's school captain. She always she? says oh. we had a real challenge getting here. Uh, we played a great game. Uh, the Royal We. We had a great preparation. So she's always crediting her team. That's incredible uh, for a tennis player. Crow thing. Yes, Ben Crow is That's incredible. Do we need to explain who ben, should, ben Crow is? Yeah, yeah, I don't know who Ben Crow is. He's the guru. Of oh, that clears it up. <laughs> he was at Hawthorne for, with Hawthorne for 10 years. Okay. Was so a mentor to Clarko. Went to Richmond at the end of 2016. Ah, so this is some sort of drug cheat. Just in, before I started. Played a big role in the change of, uh, you know, being vulnerable and, you know, sharing and caring and all being about us and the team and we. And not individuals. And you might have noticed a change in Dimmer's attitude from 2016 to 2017 as well. Yeah, he started smiling. <laughs> he started smiling, started having fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was well, when Rana's around, of course you're going to be a bit exactly. chipper. Exactly. Ben Crow said, get that Rana girl in here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and this made some of the difference. Uh, so, who else have we got? So, there's not like a number one here, is there, Lena? No, it's all annoying. alphabetical order. Oh, okay. Yvonne Sampson. She's a uh, face of Fox League. Oh, okay. So That's she's not a, form, not a former um, player. Steph Rice is on the list. Yvonne Gulgong, does she make it? Uh, yeah. I'm working backwards, so I'll oh tell you surely. Erin Phillips is there. Of course. Right. That makes sense. I uh, So I've been in Adelaide for the Fringe, and on Friday mornings I do breakfast radio on SAFM in Adelaide, and because the Adelaide 500 car race is cancelled, we put on the Adelaide 500 metres scooter race <laughs> down at the racetrack <laughs> on Friday good. morning. And Ebony Marinoff 
came down and competed. Amazing. In it, along with Riley O'Brien from The Crows and a whole bunch of comedians. Riley O'Brien, famously, uh, did he have his yes. new phone? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we regularly give him grief about that. He's the bloke who wrote notes in his phone, an accident about Nick Natanui, yeah. and mm. accidentally tweeted them, <laughs> saying he was slow. Yeah, uh, not committed. It really was piling into Nick Natanui. Did Riley do any bef- before the uh, the scooter race? Uh, no, there were no no notes. And then was we had a bunch of comedians. Okay. Any other Adelaide celebrities? Did Ann Wills get a good No, they, it was them two plus <laughs> Jamoan, Brett Blake, Mickey D, Tommy Little. Oh, I bet you Mickey D won. He's a very competitive man. Ebony Marinoff was oh, the fastest really? time. Of course she yes. was. Of course she was. She's had like 20 plus disposals for the last three years. Like it's. That's, mm. It's incredible. You mean per game? Otherwise, per they're game. terrible stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Per game, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Told you gaps in my knowledge. <laughs> when it comes to yeah. So she was. Uh, yeah, she's a she's a great athlete, and she uh, she dominated on the scooter. I was worried she might do a calf because it was one of those push oh, scooters. Yeah. It wasn't electric. Oh, that is dangerous. But Ooh, no, like she that. did very well. Uh, so Erin Phillips is there. Who is so the next athlete? So we can have play a bit of a guessing game here. This next athlete was listed in Sports Illustrated a couple of years ago in the top fifty most valuable female athletes on the planet, and she was the only Australian on the list. Um, uh, Sam Kerr. No. What? Oh, that's Sam a great guess. She no. should be number one. It was value from a marketing perspective. Sam Kerr. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not Sam. Are we talking? Is she? A Babe, like, is that why? I, I would. No, I, I, I just see women. I don't see looks, Rana. How dare you? It's because she plays for Australia in two different sports. Oh, of course. Uh, your your cricket and Matilda's Elise Perry. Elise Perry, that's her name. Yes. So Elise Perry, there. Nova Paris. Oh yeah, she's oh, been very influential Senator. since she stopped playing. Uh, Sally Pearson, Michelle Payne. There you yes. go. Uh, Susie O'Neill, Madam Butterfly. Have you ever heard her talk about winning silver at the 2000 Olympics? No. No. It's just incredible. She watches it back with her radio co-host right. up in the Gold Coast. Yeah. And what, Every day on the, no, on no, the radio? Just, it's just 8 o'clock instead of Battle of the Sexes? They, did, just this, got they did this like special interview uh, for the radio where he interviews her about it and just the pain 20 years later. It was the first time she'd watched it back since. Oh. And she's talking about – so she's talking over them coming out to the blocks. She talks through the rest of the field and she says how terrible she thought they all were. She said oh. they're all rubbish. I was so much better than all of them. Oh. And then she talks about being in the pool. She starts crying through bits of it. It's like so emotional. How much oh did God. she lose by? She won silver. Yeah, I know. But, but to her that was like – That's like losing. That's just might as well come Failure. last. <laughs> See, I don't get yeah. Olympians because I footy, cricket, like you have a whole season to perform. You, It makes sense to invest your whole life into that. But uh, the Olympi- Olympic yeah, athletes, I, I don't get it. Well, no, Rana, Limo mentioned it before. It's because when you go to the Olympics, the Olympic village <laughs> is just an orgy. Yeah, and really, the, you know, having, having to swim is actually inconvenient. You want to get that out it. of the way and then it's just uh, Roman orgy toga yeah. time. I would do it for like to be there for Amigos Parasembre. Oh, for you know, the song. Yeah. Do I'll, they do that every Olympics or is that no, just Barcelona? that's just my – that's when I think Olympics. I think <laughs> Barcelona, Amigos Parasembre and um, Effie and – Effie and Norman Gunster. Yes. Isn't it weird? When you were saying that, I was like, didn't wasn't that on Hey Hey at Saturday? <laughs> Did Effie and Norman Gunster? They do? covered it. And, and 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 just I remember that version so much more than yes. was it Placido Domingo who yes. did it? 
Oh, right. <laughs> this is a very specific Australian nineties child. Yeah, I yeah. Would, I would at this rather. stage, Limo was eighteen and already getting drunk in pubs, but we were at home watching Hay yeah. Saturday. I'd, I'd left university by then. I was, oh I was in the workforce. He's an old man. I'm an old man, Rana. Uh, Nicole Livingston is on the list as well. Fair enough. Uh, Meg Lanning, Sam Kerr, of course. There we go. Liesl Jones, Lauren Jackson. She was a superstar. Taylor Harris. Yeah. I got yes. to interview Meg Lanning um, for The Record, which um, was on ABC last night, but also on Amazon Prime, um, the doco about the T20 World This Cup. is the Ange Pipos yes, project, yes. Exactly. You worked on that as well? I didn't work on it. I got to interview Meg Lanning ahead of it. Prem- premiering. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, Meg Lanning is so intimidating. She is super cool. Yes, I have met Meg Lanning once before as well, and I found her quite intimidating too. She's yeah. like, she's got a real, um, she has an intimidating air about her. She's like, I'm not going to be no. pushed around, or yes. I'm not. This is all going to roll out how I want it to roll out. Absolutely, <laughs> and I just self-combusted. It was very, very yeah. – like put me in front of Dusty and I could have a chat and it'd be all right. He's a quite an intimidating bloke too. Yeah. But Meg Lanning, oh, my God. Yeah, if Meg Lanning was in a James Bond film, you know 007's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> she is going to – She would be a villain in a James Lovely, Bond film. Lovely, but yeah. just icy cold. Icy cold. Do you know, imagine – do you want? I just got a vision. Imagine you were in high school and your teacher's away and your emergency teacher and Meg Lanning walks in. You would just <laughs> – oh, my God, the fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a few cricketers on this list. Belinda Clark is there. Well, we are world champions. Yeah, we are indeed. Uh, Alyssa Camplin, superstar. Lane Beachley, superstar. And Ash Barty. So there you go. Wow. Okay, good do, work, women. The, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a strong list. I will say that um, spending so much time talking about women's sport does make me feel really inadequate as a woman. <laughs> I don't know if that men feel that when they talk. hundred percent. You, you, you get over it though. Uh, you right. just you, it's it's pretty obvious early on that you're not one of the athletic kids at school. Uh, <laughs> I only got over it, Rana, when I was older than e- anyone playing for Australia. Yeah. Mm. And so when Steve War retired, that made me older than any current Australian cricketer, and I just thought, well, that's it, my dream's over. Yeah. <laughs> I, will no longer, I can no longer play for Australia. These like AFLW players are, you know, nurses and mothers and, you know, yeah. on the front lines of the bushfires, and I, I'm eating Cheetos on the couch <laughs> during lockdown. Like, what? You're living the dream, right? Yeah, but none of them are on They Came to Play. <laughs> no, yeah. That's right, I win. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, if, uh, yeah, a good list there of uh, Australian sports 30 most influential women of the past 30 years. Uh, now, Danny, should we... Uh, Let's go through the AFLW yes. games. Now, Lana, Rana, you, you watched them all. I did. Like me. I did. Uh, I d- the, let's start on Friday night. You were working at Punt Road. I was. The Kangas thumped the Tigers. <laughs> and look, I'm just going to say something uh, off the bat. Let's not even pretend. It was a terrible weekend of footy. There were no good games. <laughs> look, I, it was um, uh, the round of decisive wins yeah. is what I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah. Fit David versus Goliath matchups. <laughs> yeah, a good weekend for Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Time to jump on the Goliath bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Some real big mo- – it was almost like the top half of the ladder played the bottom half of the ladder. Yeah, it was uh, a real overdog uh, weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, North Melbourne have uh, flogged Richmond. Now, what were you doing? You were emceeing? Uh, yeah, I was ground announcing, which was very cool for me to do. I love doing it. Um, so I kind of don't get to watch the game as much as I'd like. I thought Richmond came back in the second half and showed what they've got, but they definitely slept in that first half and – 
I don't know. Hopefully, you, but you do work for Richmond, so that's just uh, that's just uh, you know lies. <laughs> that's just propaganda. <laughs> I will say, North the smashed them. The men played that night um, for the Amy, whatever that is, the um, dress rehearsals, the not the proper league. Yeah, um, and I like going from the women's game to watching the men's. It was such a like weird thing for my brain to comprehend. Culture shock because you would have gone from the thing I do love about AFLW Live is. There's there's a few people who yell and I'm one of them, but it's usually positive. Yeah, and then you suddenly go to a men's <laughs> game, and, it, and I think men's games are going to be very vitriolic this year because people have had a year off being in the crowd, so they're just yeah. going to be more pent up emotion. Yeah. So you'd have gone from oh good effort Brennan, oh nice try, oh almost, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you need to die. Yes, can I ask a lingo question? Go. Um, yep. The term flog <laughs> has yeah. always escaped me, but I hear it a lot and I don't, still don't fully understand what is a flog well, and it, when do I use it effectively. Uh, you well, use it on flog? Twitter effectively. Flog? Flog. It's a nicer way of saying wanker, really. I mean, yeah, to, I guess to, so. To, yeah. to flog something is to, you know. Mm, yeah, um, I'm, I'm doing the gesture. Why? Sorry, everyone. <laughs> My wife always says, don't mind. <laughs> Don't, don't. You make it so much worse. That's good because my dad once asked me, because you know um, you are a wanker, that chant yes. in the crowd. I'm very, yes. well, well versed to it. <laughs> <laughs> Liam and I hear it most gigs. <laughs> my dad once asked me, what is what is a wanker? <laughs> what, but what is it literally? And really? That was an well, that's not something you want to ask your daughter. No. No, dad, no. It's well, it's just someone who's, someone who's annoying, someone who's a... <laughs> What is it, Lima? You've got, I mean, we do get complaints that we just Google too much on the show, but <laughs> no, Lima, can you look at urbandictionary.com? That is the official mm. United Nations approved. So, so, am yeah. I looking at flog or wanker? F- uh, flog first, <laughs> and then we'll get to wanker. Uh, by the way, I, I spend, a, although we do get complaints about Lima's, go- you know, just Googling things on the podcast, I do like to just uh, warp his search history. So I was say. when he's put on a list, <laughs> it's mostly flog my fault. And wanker uh, so will be there. Flog Urban Dictionary. Uh, someone who is disliked by a person or the public because they lack any credibility and oh. or try to remain relevant within certain circles but comes across as a moron. So I think moron. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That puts a few conversations I've had into perspective. Yeah. <laughs> People have been called flogs and I was like, okay. Well, do you know the big pom-poms that the cheer squad yes. had? Do you know they're officially called floggers? Are they? Wow. Yeah, right. Did not. Um, so there and we what go. And what's you. the official United Nations definition of wanker? Uh, okay. Let's <laughs> or is there just a picture of you? Yeah, got him. By the way, great use of their time. <laughs> uh, wanker, a contemptible person ah. used as a general term of abuse. There we uh, go. There you go. Okay. Good. Uh, and then the Urban Dictionary, uh, British, British slang for an idiot or fool. I've got a million of these, by the way, because Questions. you pick them. Yeah, like you pick them up, you know, via osmosis. But I do have moments where I'm like, I have no idea where that came well, from. Let, or them. Yeah. Let's put it up to the listeners. If there's any words that you like, let's make this like Dolly Doctor. No questions yeah. too wrong. We won't. Yeah, you, know, you get complete an- anonymity. Hit us up on the socials. If there's any words or terms that you're not actually uh, mm. across. Uh, you know, like I'll be honest, like it took. I had to like. I remember just going. No, I should just look it up so I know what it is. Because zonal marking. I wanted to know exactly. What? You what? know, they talk about that zonal marking in in zonal footy. marking. Yeah, it sounds like something you get from a from an alien abduction. <laughs> <laughs> you get a zonal marking. I thought that was a Star Trek thing. 
<laughs> right. I've not heard of that. Zonal marker. It means like you know your position on the field and stuff. You know, oh, so right. A defensive uh, Your meters gained okay. was one of those for me. Yeah, that's another so one. What? I mean, even in baseball, they always go RBIs, which means runs batted in. But and it means oh. like eventually how many runs you've scored eventually. Oh, it's yeah, I know. It's so weird. confusing. <laughs> anyway, so the Giants played the Lions. <laughs> Actually, Giants played the Lions on Saturday. And uh, I want to – this is a, a, an issue that we need to discuss on International Women's Day. The AFLW Brisbane Lions jumper should not have a main. <gasps> there, I've said it. Hey? Well, it's saying the AFLW Brisbane Lions jumper should not – The Lions shouldn't have a main. It's got a mane. It's a male lion. Oh, it's not you're cool. Thinking about this way too much. No, I'm thinking about <laughs> yeah, it the right amount. I was just gonna say I'll take that straight to Sam Lane for an op-ed. About Damn this. straight. There needs to be a think piece on just this. Make, yeah, just make yeah. sure they they credit they came to play in there. Hey, Danny, how do you think the comments on the Herald Sun article about that <laughs> change to the jumper would, would oh, roll out? Well, it's Herald Sun readers are very, very calm, reasonable. relaxed, reasonable yeah. people, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think my experience. Well, you know, they, they reacted so well to Potato Head suddenly, you know, losing <laughs> look, his potato penis. Sky, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head have... Uh, dominated Sky News op-ed pieces. If we could give them a line without a main for the women's AFW team, I think it would really be helping them out. It's actually a great call, though. I'd never know. Because sons of the West got changed to daughters of the That's West. That's right, yeah. So a mainless mm. tiger. The Gold Coast son should be the Gold Coast daughter, we've been saying that for years. Well, have we talked about the new Bulldogs AFLW theme song? Because they re-recorded it, and it's a lot more church choiry. It's I don't very like it. Qui- it's very girls' choir. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm like it. I'm not a fan either. The other one had a like a gravelly sort of cabaret singer. I like it's that. It's not mm. Footscray at all. It is not Footscray. That that is not the sound that comes out of Footscray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is these days. It's pretty gentrified. Yeah, but yeah. No, it should have a Footscray thing. We should have like a, a, a sort of African Vietnamese fusion. Absolutely. I don't know what that sounds like, but. Se- <laughs> African, felt good saying it. An African Vietnamese fusion. I have no idea what that would sound. Anyone like. Anyone who knows music, please let us know what that would sound I was like. Because I've spoken like a white man who lives in Footscray today. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> oh, good. There we go. Well, let's go to the other games. Uh, we. Well, did you have any comments on the Giants v Lions? Um. Oh, look. Lions flogged them. It was, <laughs> it was, yep. Exactly. Yep, cool. Next. Uh, Crows flogged the Suns. Uh, congrats to the Adelaide Crows winning the Anthony Lehman Cup. Yes. Lehman goes for both those teams. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, and that was the Crows easily there. Were you Lord there to present the, the cup to the to Aaron Phillips? <gasps> Sadly, I was at uh, Penley Estate in the Coonawarra performing comedy to a bunch of uh, Rich people, people at a winery. Yes. Oh. Wow. Um, but that was a real flogging there. How did our Ebony Marinoff go just by the way? A lazy... 20 touches. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Per game. <laughs> per game, exactly. I will say, though, Gold Coast, sim- to your point before, they just looked happy playing. Even though they were getting flogged, they were just a happy side, and I love seeing that from Gold Coast. Yeah, they are a bit Washington Generals, though, this year. Yo. They get to win a game. That would annoy me as a fan, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, of you, that team. Yeah. So I'd be watching, why are you so happy to be losing all the well, time? It was like the Gabby Seymour celebrating after taking a mark <laughs> conversation. It was similar vibes. Yeah. I just, although I, it was infectious joy, it wasn't a good look. You shouldn't be surprised <laughs> when you do something well, right. It's like when Richmond won the game and I genuinely felt like we'd won a grand final. It was the same <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Um, I genuinely felt like I'd lost a grand final. <laughs> so the Gold Coast uh, remain winless uh, still, along with uh, Geelong. That brings me joy. 
Uh, what about the next flogging? Richmond, uh, sorry, the D's, 66 the to the Saints, 22. Big news, Lemo. Yeah. Big news. The Saints finally lost a free kick count no. for the first time this season. Where? The protected species is no more. Okay. I think, though, that will that was just a little sacrificial lamb, and next week the free kicks will go back to St Kilda's way, 40 to 3. Who are they even playing next week? Let's find out. Melbourne a bit. have a really rough, um, the Giants. rough fixture home to the end of the season. So as much as they came back with confidence, I don't know, these next few games are... Oh, my God, yeah. They're playing the Crows at Casey next uh, week, then Frio in Frio and finishing it off with Brisbane. Yeah, you're right. Someone does not like them No, fixture land. And they're only just clinging on to to finals as well at the minute. They're sitting sixth. Yep. Right now. um, Okay, next game, uh, Carlton flog Geelong. Yeah. Uh, things I've got notes here is um, majority of Blues goals came from less than five metres out. Did you notice that, Rana? No, I didn't notice it. You're right. Darcy Vessio, I think she got like two, I think two goals, but she set up a few a few more. But it was like from a combined distance of about three metres. Yeah. They yeah. were all right on the line. The, this game was really another one of those, like sh- we shouldn't be celebrating this, but it was the best game Geelong have played this season. <laughs> <laughs> Their highest score. And they looked... Look, if it was a longer season, I think they'd have a really good run home, actually. Yeah, and you can get a commemorative DVD, Geelong fans. <laughs> so just uh, ring up Cadinha and uh, you can get – Chris it's Parkers <laughs> was out with an elbow soreness for most of the game and she still racked up like 25-plus disposals. Like She's it just a gun. Incredible. Hey, you were talking before about AFLW players being uh, – they're all because they're, they all have to have real jobs and they're all high-achieving mm. sport. A lot of them are sports scientists. A lot of them are physios. Yes. A lot of them are, you know, probably, you know, Chief Justice of the United States <laughs> Supreme Court. Yeah. But there was one where one of the Carlton players got injured. Hill, I think it Mimi was. Mimi Hill, yeah. Mimi Hill. And, uh, you know, and the, and the physio, team physios come out. But then, like, three or four of her teammates come over and you pretty much could see them. <laughs> they were about to push the physios out of the way and go, get out of here, kid. I know what I'm doing. You know, they're going to be able to fix yeah. their own teammates in a better way. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I I played football for Adelaide University in the amateur league yeah. and we had every team I ever played on there was at least one doctor <laughs> on the team. So if anyone went down, Heaven. the doctor would be straight over. That's convenient. Yeah, That's handy. I feel like there's also a lot of trades in the AFLW League, so I feel like if they had to go into hubs, like you'd have people who could build the house and <laughs> then run it and look after everyone. Like you've just got everything you need. We could drop off uh, all the different AFLW clubs on different deserted islands and uh, oh. see who builds a society first. Oh my god, let's make that happen! Then it would be like, and because it's all women, they would become like the the Amazons in Wonder Woman, <laughs> and somehow <laughs> they would like breed we're, the we're most delved. perfect athlete. That was the nerdiest fantasy. Oh, ever. sorry, Game of Thrones people. Oh, what's your favourite dragon? You, wank. you flogs. It was, it was a very nerdy fantasy. Uh, let's go now. What happened to your lot, Danny? Uh, yeah, I went along to Victoria Park, and I got actual vivid memories of going to Victoria Park mm. in my youth. Uh, I remember one of the first games I was ever taken to by my godfather was uh, Collingwood West Coast in 1989, and yeah, it was. It, it was it was awesome. I mean, the dogs uh, played very well for the first half and sort of took the third. And quarter then Collingwood off. kicked accurately. And yes, <laughs> man, they hit, hit the post twice in a row from oh. like five meters out, and I thought, oh, we could be on here. And then, uh, no, nah, it was it was no good. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's good because teams will go back to underestimating us, and uh, we might uh, we should we should challenge in finals. But Collingwood are scarily They're good, scary. Although they haven't played Frio yet. 
No, they haven't. I will say I love going to Vic Park now and having memories that I can talk about because I have always heard about people going to Victoria <laughs> yeah. Park as a kid. I just haven't had that experience and now it's such a lovely vibe there. Were you there on the weekend? I was there. Yeah. It was just so nice. I mean – Where were you sitting? I was in the – behind the – Goals? No. Behind the, the – the, you oh know, God, just, just don't work on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you had the bench. Uh, <laughs> the bitty around the, the side bit. Oh, the bench. You oh, yeah. I was bench. right near you then. Oh, I was just on the other side in zone four. Um, anyway, It's on. a nice suburban feel. Yeah. Because it's a dog park during the week. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's good. it really does feel like you're out in the burbs enjoying. And it was a, a, it nice was a game of really hot day. Um, I will say I'm a bit spoilt going to Witten Oval every week where there's a bit more diverse food trucks. Yeah, I think Witten's my favourite of yeah. those grounds. Um, there's more room for the kids to kick the footy. Yeah, definitely. A bit of grass, a bit of hill, a yeah. bit of stand. That's all you need. <laughs> really? Yeah, so there was only chips. I'm like, where's the, where's the dumplings? <laughs> Come on, Collingwood. Uh, and the pies uh, remain undefeated yes. on the top of the ladder. The only undefeated team. And then the final flogging came uh yeah now this is unfair it was the yeah the western derby it's yeah. the second western derby yes. of the year. this is unfair that frio get to play west coast twice it's so unfair and poor west coast what are they supposed to do now i mean mm. uh, my main question is what do we make of this season then because it's a farce it's i'd say cancel it we had asterisk <laughs> asterisk grand final last year i don't know this season feels well weird. at least you got a grand final last year i mean the, i think the women got yeah, absolutely true. robbed uh by not having their finals able to play out. Um, yeah. I, so, hey, look, West Coast play Geelong next week. They might win. <gasps> oh, that's good. And who are Gold Coast Suns are playing Richmond, so they might get a win as well. I know. This I want to go up north for potential second win. That would uh, be exciting. My f- highlight of the Freo West Coast game was Aussie the Eagle, the mascot of the West oh, Coast. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this so, is the real live eagle that flies yes. around before the man. Yes. When I first saw that live, I was like a child. Just, what? <gasps> There's a real eagle. <laughs> well, There's a real eagle. <laughs> Sorry, I just stepped on your foot. Consider the children in the stands who saw that eagle instead of go back to the trainer like it normally would, just do a few more laps and end up in the stands right in front of them. Well, I wanted to watch. Freak, freak everyone out. <laughs> I had to delay play. It's a derby. Come on. You, you, yeah, it's normally full up. It's suddenly suddenly Eddie the Eagle saw – is it Eddie? Was yes, it? Yeah, yes. Eddie the oh, Eagle no, just Aussie, saw Aussie. an Aussie saw Aussie an empty seat Aussie went, hang on, finally I get to watch one of these. Eddie's the pie. Ed, Eddie's a British ski jumper. <laughs> ah, yes. I, it did make me think that like I would love to see the live versions of all the mass. Scots. Yeah. Just like. Well, we have a bulldog. You do have We've a bulldog. We've got Caesar. We'd, his name. we'd have a hawk. It's not yeah. bad. I mean, Tiger would do all right. Tiger. We're going to have You'd have the lion and the tiger. Swan would be screwed. <laughs> uh, uh, power? What? Yeah, well, you just. Yeah, they have electricity there. So. <laughs> a you know, docker? The, the lights are on. Just a shaggy a looking guy. Hopeless. <laughs> from the dock. Would be no chance. It's just. It's Tommy from the Bon Jovi song. Tommy. Who would yeah. be the yeah. lamest? Oh, the swan would be the lamest, wouldn't it? To, oh, no, a cat. The sun is hard to get. Although, do you just like... <laughs> you just go, there it is. You There's our mascot. Point. The sun should win this every day of the week. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is... Uh, that well, is actually, true. I remember going to Prince's Park in like the 90s and they had two guys dressed as the Blues Brothers who would do a little dance. What? In the middle of it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Because blues. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that no, no. It's a, it's a tenuous link, I know. But yeah, they'd have the Blues Brothers doing oh, a bit amazing. of give me okay. some love. 
Which doesn't really work. I mean, they can't really. It'd be, it'd be great if they had BB King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blues is weird. I don't. I also that's another one I don't get. Yeah. What are you? I, I still have vivid memory when my son was like two or three, and we were t- having one of our first discussions about footy, and I told him there was a team called the Blues. He did not believe me. I love that, like, that you were two or three, and we're still having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I remember he'd literally, his reaction was, oh, is there a team called the Blues? Is there a team called that? And he looked around the room and went, is there a team called the Windows? (laughs) Is there a team called the Pictures? (laughs) Hard to rally behind a blue. I just don't, I don't get it. There probably is somewhere. I did a gig in in Adelaide, which I don't, I can't believe I agreed to it and I can't believe they asked me to do it, but I turned up to Westminster Old Collegians Amateur League team. They, it was Saturday morning at 11 a.m. They just finished a six-kilometre pre-season run and they were sitting on the oval at Westminster School, about 30 of them, and then I just walked up as a surprise guest Ooh. to do some gear, oh, which no. I did for no money because no. it was a favour for a mate who knows oh. the coach. Oh. How did that go? Anyway, it actually was really good fun. But, but all I did was give my mate and their coach shit about oh, thinking go. this was a good idea. I was just going to say, is what's a footy gig like compared to a, a usual Terrible. Because <laughs> especially a surprise one because stand-up comedy is like a massage. Even if you got the best masseuse in the world, if you're not expecting it, uh, it's a bit invasive. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. It's, a good compa- it's a good comparison. It's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've done a gig for the Bulldogs, which famously went awful. <laughs> And where, like, they none of them knew I was going to be there. And Peter Gordon was talking. This Katie Brennan was still playing for the dog, and she'd done her knee. And he said, "So he, it's at Peter Gordon's house." And he says, uh, "So by the way, the news about Katie is worse than we thought. Um, she's probably not going to play this season." And look, some of you are going to have really bad injuries this year. Some of you are going to have uh, bad form. Some one, at least one person is going to have the worst year in their life. Uh, anyway, here's Danny McGinley. <laughs> Just to cheer you all up again after that. Unmotivational talk. I've had to give presentations to playing groups at the TIGs and they it's a tough crowd, yeah. like so intimidating. Yeah, it's a tough – so all these guys are sitting on the ground and they're all buggered because they've just run 6Ks. Uh, and I get up – anyway, I just gave my mate shit and the coach shit and it was a bit – and then I just did the classic because there was no way I was going to do material. It just yeah. can't work. We're outside, sunshine. There's a game of junior cricket just on the next oval. So I just did that thing of – Okay, who's the youngest here? And then young jokes. Who's the oldest? Old jokes. Who spends most time on Tinder? And then they argue amongst themselves. (laughs) Yeah, great. Who's yeah? That's a win. So it was a bit of fun. Anyway, they're called the Dragons. Who? That football team that I performed to, the Westminster Dragons. Okay, good to know. And there are no dragons. Oh, that's why we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're getting back to there. We got a little distracted. Uh, Westminster Dragons. So that's not bad. There are no. I don't know why there aren't dragon more dragons. There was in the VFA. Northcote Dragons were my local team growing up. They died in 1987. Sandringham is Sandringham. Yeah, Sandy. So this is zebras. Oh, Sandy zebras. You're thinking of uh, Central Dragons in the TAC Cup used to be a thing. I I would love to see a saint turn up. (laughs) Mother Teresa. (laughs) Mother Teresa (laughs) turn up. up. I do think it does make me think of, I think this would be fun to see, but the cheers that every 
side does should be whatever their animal or mascot. Uh, the the dogs did that make. for a while. We did woof. Woof, yeah. woof, 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 woof. Right. Uh, the Sandringham Dragons are an Australian rules football club oh, there playing we go. in the NAB League. They were the Zebras. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Uh, Trevor that, Barker Oval. You talk about the uh, dude making the noises. Yeah. Woof, woof, woof. Uh, yeah, what are Kangaroos fans going to do? And also, <laughs> you would not want to play the Crows. No, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Saints would just be, oh. <laughs> <laughs> They should do that because they are playing at AFLW games. They do play music after the goals, which yeah. I don't like. But it'd be great if they did the like the heavenly choir right. <laughs> after every Saints goal. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Actually, I remember sitting in front. Do you know those cassette tape? This is how long ago it was. But yeah. a guy had a ghetto blaster at once at the footy, sitting behind me, and he had. Do you know those tapes you could play of ferocious dogs to deter burglars? Right, I didn't know Did, that was a yeah, thing. Yeah, that was a yeah. thing. Like, so it was a sound effect of really ferocious dogs. So if burglars came near, set off you know, the sensor and then... Rawr, 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 rawr. He was just playing that after every goal, <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> Never caught on. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, should we, is there anything else? Uh, uh, one last thing, line? just a dumb thought I had during the week. You know how Tiger Woods is uh, injured yes. very badly? Yes. Uh, wouldn't it be great if he got special crutches, which had a little uh, golf club at the bottom of it so he could still play? Oh, with his crutches. With his crutches. Just there, he's got a driver <laughs> on one, putter on the other. Bang. And then That's, that's got to be on eBay somewhere. I think that's a good idea. Let's sure. market that. Yeah, let's say golf club crutches. <laughs> Are you excited about the men's stuff coming in? I feel a bit weird about it because it seems to um, take over the end of AFLW. Why, why don't they put construct the AFLW season so the final happens on the Saturday before the men's? Because then they'd have to start on like January 6th and play in 40 degree heat. I would prefer that personally. I want the clear space. Totally. I think the Oz Open tends to also cause havoc there. I would rather the Oz Open overshadow rounds two and three than the men's overshadow the grand final. I agree. It's weird. On the weekend they play – Channel 7 played ads – during the AFLW game saying footy's back. So oh, I hate that. It was so weird. I was like, I, I'm watching the footy on your channel. <laughs> I will allow Limo to say that because he doesn't have a team in AFLW. And if so, if you go for the Swans, Port, Hawthorne, Essendon, you're allowed to say footy's back. Yeah, Anyone right. else? You're a dick. <laughs> oh, and actually. Uh, just hey, actually, one. the Box Hill Hawks BFLW team have been playing. So. Oh, there we go. And yeah. winning, I believe. Yeah. Well. That ruins everything. Um, <laughs> also, shout out to a uh, shout out to my son who said a very. Uh, this is a great progressive thing that we're building with this generation. Uh, we watched Melbourne Victory get thumped by Melbourne City on Saturday night, six right. nil. Right. Genuine, genuine horror show. And uh, and I and I t- we only watched the first half together. Then he went to bed, and the next morning I said, you know, we lost six nil. And he went, that's okay. We're winning in the women's. Just know oh, it like well, water off the ducks back, well, and then he was go. like, "Hey, so did the, the women? The women had won on Thursday, and he's like, yeah, but we're so we're going to make finals there. It's fine. This is why we need women's sport yeah, to diversify yeah. your sports <laughs> folio, <laughs> to uh, to divert your pain. Yeah. Buy that child a toy or something. <laughs> I gave him a footy. He's happy. Yeah. <laughs> right there, uh, Rana. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug? Where can our fans find you? Uh, they can find me with the rest of the Outer Sanctum in the Outer or on our podcast, <laughs> nice. the Outer Sanctum, and I don't know on Twitter generally. Sweet at yeah. Rana at Rana Huss. Huss. Um, and <laughs> Rana is quite active on Twitter. I am. You, you, you're, you're good at Twitter. I fit. I forget that people read my Twitter and yeah. that there are like ministers who follow. <laughs> are you on Facebook as well? Do you have a oh, do you have a big social media game? No, nah, I'm not great on Facebook. Yeah. Instagram, yes. 
Right, yeah, I'm Insta and Twitter as well. I'm hopeless on Facebook. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I think that's over, right? Oh, I'm, I've got more fans on Facebook than anywhere else, so. <laughs> so it's over. So, so it's, a, yeah, it's definitely doomed. It's just my aunt Denise. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Leems, you plug your festival show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come and see uh, Lemo 2020 Vision. It's at... Uh, the Imperial Hotel from the 24th of March. Yes. and Get uh, involved. I'd love to see you there. A week later, you can see me at the same venue, Imperial Hotel. Then we lay up and about. Uh, still have sold out one of the shows. So if you are thinking of getting involved, get your mm. tickets uh, soon, my friends. Yeah, great. All right, lovely. Uh, thank you, Rana. Much appreciated. Oh, oh and Limps, we should yeah. also announce we're going to do a live show on Anzac Day. They came <gasps> to play live, a live commentary of oh, Collingwood yes. v Essendon at the Comics Lounge. Tickets will be released soon. Oh, do you want to get involved? I absolutely want to get involved. Yeah. Rana's, in. Rana's in. That's our first guest booked. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have a bit of fun there on the day around the footy action. So it'll, yeah. it'll be a good fun day. All right, thank you, uh, Rana. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for being our Tess Armstrong for a day. Uh, thank you, Danny McGinley. Thank you. Go dogs. Uh, go Hawks. <laughs>